So today we talk with Andrea who is a personal accountability coach. We talk about her past and how she was bullied for being different. And then we also talk about how she used her negative experience into making something so magical. She is a personal accountability coach and she created a company called Play, which is Plan Life According to You. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine and today I have Andrea, which we're going to be talking a lot about her business and we're talking about forgiveness and like living life according to how you want to live your life. Um, So Andrea, I do appreciate you being on here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Justine. It's a privilege and honor to be with you today. (laughs) Uh, So I really appreciate you feeling that honor. It's great. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Perfect. So let's start with a little bit of your background story. Absolutely. So I was born during the drug-torn war zone era at its prime. And I was born in the, during the cartel and raised in Colombia, South America. But unfortunately, my parents weren't able to keep me and take care of me, let alone themselves. They put, made the ultimate sacrifice and at 11 months old, weighing in only 11 pounds, they had put me up for adoption and sent me to the promised land of America. Fast forward, around seven years old, my bio, my adoptive parents had did with their honor and grace to disclose to me how I was a treasure in their lives. Little did they know that it was a tragedy for me down the road to come, for I had no identity, no medical records, no paperwork, no photo- photographs to see where I came from. But it's okay because that had enhanced me to fall forward and through the bullying and you know, trauma and drama from my peers not fitting in during my school years, I was able to go into the industries of psychology and social work for over two decades. I learned cultural diversity and I learned the science behind why people do what they do and don't do. And when 2020 hit, it was a year of clarity for me where I invested in me and connected with the Mr. Les Brown and received mentorship in working with him to become a global certified motivational speaker. In doing so, as the world was in chaos, I was in grind time and I established and created my business of all my experiences and knowledge into what today is called Press Play. Plan life according to you, where I help individuals achieve personal freedom through the healing power of forgiveness. Yeah. But first, let me say that I love your storytelling skills. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I Thank truly you. have never like, like, it to be someone that had that kind of like, like that storytelling skill. You think you should write a book. <laughs> have you ever thought about writing a book? <laughs> it is on my list, Justine. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually interviewed the person yesterday who has a book, <laughs> which is really cool. Okay. But, yeah. So uh, let's dig a little bit deeper on like your feelings and your thought process and emotions when you were getting adopted. So can you remind me, um, well, you said you were a baby at the time. Is that correct? Yes. I was 11 months old, weighing at 11 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I was really nurtured per mm-hmm. se in America. Yeah. And my parents open arm with unconditional love, health and wealth, successful bankers on Wall Street and nice. welcomed me with open arms. It was, it was a blessing. 
That's awesome. Yeah, definitely, truly. And so you were, so yeah, so of course, so you don't like have memory of like the initial, like, you know, the adoption, because of course, like you don't remember anything before the age of four. Um, right. Learning psychology. I actually yes. have a psychology background myself. I went to school, but I didn't go Excellent. Um, towards doing like therapy and psychiatry because I personally feel that I can help others in that way if I need to help myself first. You know what I mean? So absolutely like what I do um, to, you know, pretty much utilize my degree and such. So um, you said that you were bullied in school. Yes. Were you like, were you bullied like throughout like all through school, like even like up to like high school? Absolutely. Yes. Unfortunately, when the, the area that I grew up in, I was different. I had different features. I had different, you know, languages, even though I spoke English and was raised on English and my parents spoke English, I still had an accent. Yeah. And, you know, I was, you know, would just imagine being shoved into lockers, thrown into trash cans and every, every, yes, every day sitting in the girl's bathroom eating my lunch on the stall just waiting to lunch to be over and if i didn't and if i mustered up the courage where it was too much to bear i would ask the nurse to go home to my safe haven of my parents and my grandparents People are so it was a rough time yeah where, where did you grow up so i grew up in the, the metropolitan area tri-state area and in thinking about how diverse it is the I town that i grew that. up was like mr rogers <laughs> So it was, you know, it was a, it's an amazing town, but, uh, but as we, you know, evolve, kids are different when they see a different, you know, ethnicity and different physical features. And I was of petite stature. So I was, you know, petite for my age. They were just like, they didn't understand it. And one of the questions they always asked was, you know, they knew that I was adopted, but they were just like, why you know they didn't understand and my parents were grateful to kind of give me a book that i still have why was i adopted and it shows a little child in like a candy machine and the parents getting so excited and saving their money to to adopt this child of course that obviously wasn't the way it was but it was just amazing and so but the my safe havens justine were that of being an athlete and being a musician I loved playing the piano and I loved playing soccer. So I hid behind those because for me also, learning for me was like 10 times harder. I'd had worked 10 times harder just to get a decent grade, trying to focus. You know, at today's day and age, they have diff- they're gradually adjusting to different people's learning abilities. But at that time, it was difficult. You know, it was like this cookie cutter system where, you know, you read a book, you took notes, and then you took a test. I'm a visual learner. I learn visually, I learn hands on, and I watch somebody, they supervise me, and then I, I get it after a few times, and I master it. Yeah. So it was difficult, you know, and it took a toll on my mental health, you know, because it's kind of like, well, of course I'm going to get bullied. Of course I'm not going to have friends. My parents didn't even want me. They put me up for adoption. And this is the mindset of a young elementary child, an elementary school child, mm-hmm. you know? So, but it was, it was a blessing in disguise because I truly understood what unconditional love was. Yeah. So when I had been able, like you said earlier on, to invest in me, to learn about myself and to appreciate all my shortcomings and 
talents and skills that were given, that's when I now loved myself and know how to love others. Yeah, I think that's honestly a truly inspirational story. And honestly, like I can relate, not the adopting part, I wasn't adopted, but I can Mm -hmm. relate with like not fitting in school and having to work like 10 times harder because like I'm the kind of person where I am visual and I'm very like hands-on. Like if you're like, you know, lecturing me, like, I mean, like in college or whatever school, and you say like all this stuff, it's just going to go right through one year and not do that. I'm going to like leave class and be like, what did we learn today? Honestly, because I mean, I would like write notes and like try to keep up. But like, if I'm writing notes, I'm focused on like writing notes. I'm not focused on like trying to comprehend what's going on. So what I'm understanding from like everybody that I'm interviewing is that I feel like the certain like relatable, like connection to all these people, what they went through as a child. And I just feel like, Mm that just makes me and and we all have like had like poor mental health because people would mistreat us and people and we we have more mental health like there's obviously something that happened in your childhood and like what happens in your childhood is really kind of brings on to your adulthood and you can choose to let it turn into you being like self-tabotaging or being on a criminal or this and that and like put you down in like the dump or you can choose for what you're doing and to Mm -hmm. use everything that you went through and to help others which is, and then a lot, I've noticed that honestly, like you said, it's a blessing in disguise. So like me with all my bullying and like everything like people have done to me, like with people telling me like, you'll kill yourself and this and that, I've got like it that bad. Mm -hmm. And I've decided like, you know, my mental health was trash. And, but now I feel like this, I've discovered in like senior year of high school. I'm like, I want to, like what you said, I want to understand how like people think and like why people do what Mm -hmm. they do. Right. And not many people think like we do. Right. Absolutely. And and being an empath, which I've been kind of to take ownership and really study and understand, you know, it is through my stories, my sufferings that I can help others, you know, and I still remember doing one um, public speaking event and I had mentioned my story of being bullied and one of the audience members stood up and said, you know, I used to bully kids in my school and I didn't I never saw the other side of the coin and I I said to that individual I said well behalf on your individuals who you bullied I give I forgive you Mm. and they said that was probably the most powerful statement that they've heard because it's kind of like liberating like and what I did with social work and psychology was you know I've dealt I've I've worked with individuals from geriatric to infantry in, you know, institutionalized, hospitalized long-term and on the streets. And I still remember to this day that, you know, whenever I was received an assignment or a case, I would just push the paperwork aside and I'd go talk to them as human beings. I love that. And I still remember coming home and obviously with all due respect, confidentiality, I would say, you know, I met this individual who performed this heinous crime of a, B, and C, and then the response was just, how dare, how dare you speak to that monster? And this is the stigmatism and labels. I said, you know what, to be quite honest, that's all that individual received. That's all that individual knew. That's all that individual was programmed to do. Mm-hmm. And they had no other perspective or alternative. And like you said, Justine, we all have a choice. We could either you know, use the fertilizer to nurture a garden, or could we use the fertilizer and wallow in it? And it's really a choice that's up to us. And when we start looking at ourselves and looking at us as a human race who has flaws, yeah. we are part of the connection that help each other. 
Yeah. You know, it's important that we rise and unite and no longer conquer and divide. I mean, the best analogy I say is how, look at these theme parks, look at the concerts, look at the sports arenas, look at the venues of, you know, gatherings, obviously pre and, you know, with everything going on. But you have a myriad of all diversities coming together with one, you know, interest in mind. Mm -hmm. Why can't it be like that all the time? And look at our, our uniquenesses and our differences as something to be acknowledged about. And it's really our accountability and responsibility yeah. to gain that knowledge, be insightful, and have the capability to understand. Because when I became global, I would talk on different con countries and continents, and I'd have this limited perspective. But it's all skewed perspective or false perspective based on the, the presenters, what they want you to see. Yeah. And when I was remembering, when I was looking at footage my senior year of kind of getting an understanding where I came from, mm -hmm. I paralleled it to the commercials that you see on today of those children in need with the distended stomachs, with lack of clothing, lack of nutrition. I mean, I was 11 pounds. 11 months old that's a pound per month and i'm still here yeah and it's how you look at the look at the look through your lens in the camera to see is this something beautiful or is this something tragic and i think when we start altering our focus on the positive that's when we're going to see the beauty in life yeah i completely agree there was this um picture i don't know if i really want to i don't know if it's really considered a meme or whatever but basically it was two sons and they both had the same father and that father was an alcoholic one mm -hmm. son decided to be an alcoholic um like drinking all the time and they're like oh well my father's like an alcoholic so i want to probably end up like an alcoholic and then the other right. one decided like i don't want to be like my father and I'm going to make a name for myself and being really successful. And that right there, it's like, you can see that people are make like, it's all about choice. And I don't, there's so many people that don't understand that. And there's so many people like, well, you don't understand, like, you know, like, or my brain is this and this. I'm like, I just, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I empathize, sympathize for people, you know, who struggle and such. And obviously, I, I mean, I have depression and I totally understand like how it feels to be in the dump and like literally just like in bed like all day and sometimes I can like mm -hmm. I can have my episodes I'll be for two days and it's like it's hard and then I understand being right. in that particular headspace where you feel like you physically cannot do anything because it's so high in the and like so deep in depression but right. I believe that like it's gonna eventually get like there's different like se severity and it's eventually mm -hmm. going to get a little bit like not as severe and like that's the time that right. it's the choice right because and it's just like how i believe also like what god has given us like the choice to how we like want to like live our lives and honestly like i i just believe like once you're out of like the cloud where it's not storming and it's just drizzling like that's the time when it's like okay this is your opportunity to make a choice and right. I mean, if you fall back that's okay at least you're trying and at least you're it's just going to take a lot harder to get to that level for versus someone who doesn't have that cloud over their head but right. you a stronger person and hence my my podcast name mentally a badass like that what it's it strives from because we are badasses and it's not easy to have that cloud over your head we have to literally get out of that cloud 
Absolutely. Exactly. So like, that's pretty much like why I call it mentally a badass, like, because we have to be a badass in order for us to, to live like the average person in, you know, the world. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're having a great time. And so I want to share with your audience, you know, I've been on, you know, in the industries. And so being that we're having a great time, I want to take this opportunity now to let you know that I'm here. I want you to grab your cell phones, go to your email and type in am.pressplay at gmail.com and type in mentally badass <laughs> because I will give you a complimentary session. And being that, Justine, is what you said. We have a choice. Mm-hmm. I have a YouTube channel which has exceeded over 300 videos I've done now. And it is all tailored to anybody and everybody. We all have a story. We all have a message. And I think what has happened is we've been so programmed mm-hmm. to feel depression is the end now, which it's not. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, it's now public, so I'm not the only one and people can relate. It's far from that. It's when we say, okay, what are we going to do about it? You know, exactly. I, the, the thing is, you know, we, there's a cliche saying misery loves company. But the same things that annoy you or frustrate you or your pet peeves about another is a reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like people being lazy, being not on time, not productive and talking the talk and not walking the walk, take a moment. I challenge everyone in the, in the audience today, put your heart over your, your chest, look in the mirror and say, I'm worth it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm not gonna put up with this. I'm not gonna live my life this way. Because truth be told, if I was to come out to one of you and speak with each and every one of you listening here, and I said, you know what? If I said, Justine, fine, just wallow in it. You're not gonna do anything anyway. <laughs> you're right, you're, you're not worth it. Yeah. And then you being of self-awareness and heightened composure, confidence, discipline, and esteem, you're gonna be like, how dare you? She doesn't know what she's talking about. That, what we say is the badass is what you're talking about. Because if anybody insulted your family, your children, your pets, to the pet parents out there, anything disrespectful, you would put them in your place. Yeah. I'm here as an accountability coach to put you in your place and say, let's do it. Press play now and plan life according to you. Because as we're growing up, when we're younger, our story is told to us. Yeah. But as we grow up, we, we must take the pen in our own hand and begin writing our own story. Yeah, definitely. Because like when you're younger, it's kind of like life is, you're still just trying to understand life and life is kind of as a way planned out for you. Because, you know, right. when you have like your parents and then like the school and how it's like, like, like literally your life is planned. Like, oh, you're going to take these classes. Oh, you're going to do this. And then it's like all society saying, oh, you have to do this to go to college to be successful. And like all of that, like, but now we're at the point where it's like, okay, I don't have those people like saying these things to me anymore. Like it's, right. I, I, I'm an independent, like I, I'm an independent thinker and I can think for myself and do, and actually just be who, who I'm supposed to be. And Absolutely. that's just like the great thing about like, you know, being like, you know, obviously being adult can be hard, but like, it's also has a blessing as a, as a self-work. I'm literally, I don't have people, you know, like telling me what to do. Like, I don't live with my parents anymore. Like, I just like, I can literally do whatever I want. And one day I was like thinking, I'm like sitting down, drinking a glass of wine. And I'm like, I can literally do 
whatever I want to do. I can be whoever I want to be. It's my choice if I want to take the hard road or if I want to just default to the average person. Just coasting. That thing that all they got to do is just go to college, get a job. Even if they hate it, they don't care because it pays good. It pays the bills. Work five days a week and nine to five look forward to the weekends and that's it. Then they, you know, yes. get married, have kids, then their kids have kids. And then it's just a basic life. And yes. I'm like, I don't believe that that is what I'm meant to be. I am literally completely different from my whole family. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm the only single person. I'm 26 year old, single, don't have kids. I live with like two other roommates. I live in Orlando and mm-hmm. I am very focused mm-hmm. on like what I do for myself. I feel like I, my, my, my priority is not to go and find a guy to get married and have kids. Like that's not my priority in life. Right. You know? And it's like nothing wrong for some people having that priority. I know like people are built to like, some people are built to like, you know, have kids and like be a good mother. And like, like my sister's mm-hmm. like that. My sister is right. like a mom and she's built for that. I'm not built for that. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I, I totally hear you. And it's not a cookie cutter world. And just, you know, I commend and acknowledge you for doing that. And truth be told, if you play your cards right, you can do it a lot younger. Audience, you could do this at my, our son's 11 years old. As long as he knows the basic morals, values, ethics, and manners, he can do that as well. Yeah. We just sent him to do an apprenticeship. He mentioned that he wanted to become a chef. I graduated with two culinary chefs who graduated from Johnson and Wales, the elite culinary institute. Mm-hmm. And he did an apprenticeship at 11 years old over the summer. Yeah. So this is what I'm encouraging everyone. Start now. Yeah. You don't need to do everything by the books. Yeah. It's independent, free will. This is what makes That's what us it's called, free enjoying will. about. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, but think oh, about it, okay. you know, and and a lot of people fear that, well, no, 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 I got to go do this. By whose or like I don't have reports. Time, I'm not ready or like I'm not good at this. And I literally hate, oh my God, I'm being very passionate right now. But I hate <laughs> when people say, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not good, like I'm not good at, doing this like you're good at doing this like you have the personality right. like, listen like you mm-hmm. can be good at whatever you want yes if you put your mind to it like obviously yes. we're saying oh i'm not good at it yeah you're not good at it because you're not working towards it exactly like, i mean i understand exactly. people are natural at doing things. like for me i naturally have a really like outgoing bubbly personality i totally understand right. people are not like that like my right. sister's more shy but like right. if you work on like getting out of your comfort zone and talking to more people then yes. you're gonna get you're gonna turn into have the skills that I have. And I Absolutely. believe that anybody can literally do what they want. As long mm-hmm. as they set their mind to it, it just you have to make a choice. Do you yes. want to do you like, like if you really want if you someone really wants something, they will get it. Absolutely. People and that that's a that. right. And that's what you know, you and I and like-minded individuals, thought leaders are instilling in people that get out of this blinder zone. You can either have blinders on like a racehorse and focus on the prize and, and getting to your goals, or you can have blinders on and have limited knowledge and live in limited experience. You know, for me, perfect example, 
October 2020 was when I had clarity, but at that time I wasn't speaking. I was never speaking in the public eye. I was behind the scenes. Yeah. And here I am nine, 10, 11 months later, and I've been on almost every continent around the world, exactly. providing on TV, con you know, podcasts, TV shows, radio shows, you know, and being in international conferences and mentoring women in South Africa and Pakistan and Europe. I mean, but this is constant grinding. However, I will share with you, I did a video yesterday. I have been able to master up to at least 40 hours per month, if not more, depending how hard you want to go, of buying my life back. Mm -hmm. 40 hours doing what I want to do outside of the mother, wife, <laughs> daughter tasks, mm -hmm. you know, and, and living my dream as, as, with my business. You know, I have an individual who has overcome adversity. He's definitely a son of a warrior. And I remember him sharing with me from my by my fellow alumni stating that the doctor had told him to his condition, he had a time and date of his expiration. And ladies and gentlemen, he had put his visionary expertise to, to the test and he had overcome adversity. And he today walks, walks beside me, Mr. Nelson Beltajar, the positive drip dot com, mm -hmm. reminding me anything is possible especially impossible because before possible is the word i'm and that really resonates with me you know as you say if you are not mentally health well-being or balanced your health is your number one asset i had a laundry list of autoimmune conditions osteoporinia fibromyalgia rheumatoid arthritis gallbladder remover for seven ulcers upper respiratory appendectomy and I remember when my mother had passed in 2007 and I was devastated. The earth was taken from me. And I just said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with my emotions. I'm going to suppress them. I have a job to do. I have a family to take care of. Mm -hmm. But our creator and the universe had a different card dealt with me. And I ended up in the hospital for a week, the ICU unit, unable to use all four quadrants of my limbs and able to hold down solid foods. They ran a series of tests and they said you had myasthenia gravis, which is the Graves' disease of autoimmune shutdown, and it was terminal. But like I've been blessed to unplug for the past five to seven years, I remember the segue of the secret. No spoiler alert, there is a medical excerpt, and I did master that technique. And here I am today before you, making my story magical, momentous, and being relevant with a clean bill of health, mm -hmm. sharing my story, empowering you that it is possible. Yeah. Anything can be done. As Justine says, put your mind to it <laughs> because you're still here. You still have a long way to go. You don't have that expiration ticket. You don't know when it comes. And like my mentor, Mr. Les Brown says, are you going through it or are you growing through it? And it is your time to act right now. Everything is a choice. Yeah, you can true. choose the path towards the herd or the less traveled. Follow your heart, yeah. not the herd, for the herd will get you hurt. And yeah. what you hear is always secondary. Yeah, and I think too, like when um, anything bad happens to me, I always think like, okay, the worst thing that can probably happen to me is dying. 
Mm-hmm. And then so when something bad happens to me, even if it's like, you know, sometimes things like the slightest inconvenience and such. And like, mm-hmm. I used to get like all worked up about it. Like, oh my God, my day is horrible. This, this, and this. But I think yes. like anything bad happens to me, like one week I had like a really crappy week. Like it's mm-hmm. a whole story. And then at the end <laughs> of the day, I'm like, am I alive? And, and I am, I am alive. And it's like, you know, I move forward from it. And if I fail at something like... I'm still alive. I still have a chance to keep going. And that's why a lot of people, they take these bad things like. And it's a snowball effect. Yeah. It's the world. And I just feel like once you develop a mindset where it's like, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Once you develop that mindset, it's like, yeah, you're very powerful because you decide to not, I mean, we're all human. So when bad things happen, yeah, I I cry. And yeah, I feel like in the dump and we're human, we're human. Like, then I would just like keep going, you know? And that's just how it is. Like, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna be like, okay, I give up. And then just like live. Like I'm literally have been fighting for a particular life that I want since 2016. Mm-hmm. And awesome. so, I mean, things are up and down. I honestly feel like when my YouTube channel wasn't really going anywhere, I was down, but mm-hmm. then like I created my podcast and like, you know, I'm still like in, I'm still growing my podcast and such, but I, I feel like I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, I've come such a long way and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it. I, when I was 16 years right. old, going on like this website called Tumblr, I would always reblog my, mm. the life that I want. And I'm like, you know what? Right. I am living a life that I wanted then, but I always want more. And that's completely like, I have to pat myself on the back that I am yes. where I am. Like I live in a state where there's palm trees and such. I grew up in New Jersey where it Isn't was me? just, yeah. <laughs> New Jersey, where it's just dirty and it's not my thing. Like, it's not what I like. I don't like the cold. I don't like the snow. I'm grateful that I don't have to wake up to go to work and like take out like the ice on my car. And like, I hated doing that. Yes. So I got myself out of that and I moved here when I was 22. I feel Mm. like I moved out of my parents' house sooner than all my cousins and like every my family. And I felt like that was a huge accomplishment because when I was 16, 17, I felt like I was worthless and I couldn't do anything. Right. Mm, And I ended up moving to Florida by myself. I took a risk and I took a risk. I was like, Hey, I'm, I I came here on like a Disney college program where I was getting paid $10 an hour Ah. when I was getting, I was getting $10 Ah. an hour, but I had to make it work. So I had like yes. literally a million roommates. So like, I had, like yes, that whole situation. I had to just kind of like suck it up. Like my first year wasn't really mm-hmm. magical. Um, I had <laughs> yeah, I had horror roommates. I lived with like, I lived with uh, four people that was on the lease, but wow. the fifth person that like took advantage of us. So that was a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Not going to get into right. that drama, but pretty much it was five people in the apartment. The apartment wasn't big uh, and yeah. it was three bedrooms, two bathrooms. And it was not a big apartment. So it just wasn't, and I was getting $10 an hour. Like I just, I literally ended up in the hospital from like a panic attack. So it was hard because I also had to like adjust from living in New Jersey, living in that environment, living with my family and then like moving by myself and just figuring life out, you know? And that's amazing. I want to acknowledge and commend you. uh, That's that is the american dream ladies and gentlemen when you take a life and you're like i'm done been there done that i'm gonna live my life i give you a lot of credit i am very proud of you 
I Definitely. get so excited when people from Jersey, because a lot of people from Jersey, like they want to get out and they say they post mm-hmm. on social media. They're like, they want to get out. And I come right. and I'm like, do it. And they're like, they're like, oh, this is, I'm like, just shut up. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't say that. I'm not rude, but it's just like, right. just fucking do it. Like figure yeah. it out, sit down, apply for jobs, look for yep. apartments, find roommates, like do the fucking thing. Stop sitting yeah. and being like, oh, this could be this. And I'm not ready for this. It's like, yeah, I roll my yeah, eyes you. and it's like, I can't. It's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, I know Absolutely. I'm very lucky that I, the, that I had a, that I just got accepted to Disney and this, like, I was very lucky. And, but I mean, it can still happen. And one of my good friends from New Jersey, he just moved here a couple of weeks ago, finally. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm so happy for him and it makes Aww. me so excited that he's here and i'm like that's awesome yeah so i'm like thank you set by example move here like mm-hmm. you know, here than in jersey my personal opinion but yeah um, well it's disney yeah. <laughs> we're the, i'm diehard disney fan beyond oh, belief yeah. we were like i said we unplug from tv and every night we just watch the disney vloggers yeah. you know a half hour or an hour at most because we're investing in our minds it's positive yeah. it's it's magical that play it's just awesome so yeah so i i definitely acknowledge and rec- and totally yeah i can't even tell you how happy to hear your story disney does help grow my mind too because like i work alongside literally like the highest like I think of the right wording for it but right. we all are like-minded and it's just also quality and service as well and absolutely then the training is, is training i heard is ridiculous it's crazy yeah <laughs> i mean we always have this thing called traditions like when you first start it's like pretty much the orientation so that one's yes. fantastic and then like i just i don't know i just it's like a couple to work for and they really invest yeah. in their cast members mm-hmm. and like wellness. You and- guys made the place. That's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. So awesome. which I have to like work in like 10 minutes, but okay. No <laughs> I work problem. from home. So like once I like awesome. when I'm done here, I just turn on the computer <laughs> and just start like, yeah. Um, so but anyway, so before we, before we end, I always like to yes. end with like one piece of advice that you would like to give my audience. Absolutely. So for those of you who are listening, come a little closer. Through the toughest times, miracles are made. Mm -hmm. Follow your heart and not the herd. Through life's trials and tribulations, triumphs are won. And in this crazy game of life, learn how to press play. Plan life according to you and make it happen. It's all about choice play stop keeping pause yes. stop rewinding click yes. the play button <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> well i do appreciate you being on my podcast it was an absolute pleasure you. having you yes always and to my audience um stay tuned for uh, our next clip i'll talk about what to expect on the next episode of mentally a badass but i hope you guys have a good rest of your day all right so next week we're going to be talking with sue who's the author of the space between we do talk about her past i am going to put a trigger warning we do talk about rape eating disorders and suicide so that's not for you don't recommend it but if you want to listen on then come back for next week